to the Lucas High Podcast. Welcome to the Longcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. You can go to audibletrial.com slash TLHP. If you'll head over there, you can grab one free book and you can also get one free month uh, to listen to Audible. I think it's an awesome service. Go check it out. Uh, it'll help out the show. It also helps out Audible. So uh, thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you for tuning in today. Uh, we have episode 59, part one with uh, Neil Nelson. Uh, if you did not check out my first episode with Neil, definitely go check that out. It was a lot of fun. Uh, we recorded a lot of stuff and, and talked about a lot of his stories and what's going on in his life and everything. And uh, this was more of an update, you know, what is going on now and how everything is happening in the world and stuff. So we covered a lot of that, uh, talking about Corona and how that's kind of affected him, a little bit about his internship, which uh, unfortunately, I think. Uh, at the time of this recording, he was going to go over to the Netherlands, and uh, it didn't work out because of the, of Corona and everything being locked down. But hopefully, uh, something works out with it. I hope that it, it seems things are loosening up a little bit. So I, I do hope it works out for you, Neil, uh, if you're listening to this. Uh, and then uh, also, uh, we, he kind of described that a little bit, and then we talked about the history of <laughs> what happened with Corona uh, for him and how that was weird for the schools and everything, and and what that. Uh, what that affected, and and just how everything happened super fast, and, and then how he had to go back to Arizona and everything. Uh, so we talked about that a little bit more, and then also um, I think uh, I'll cut this right at where we start cut uh, where we start talking about uh, some mental stuff, and you know, uh, Wim Hof breathing a little bit. Obviously, I mentioned it, <laughs> and uh, we talk about that and uh, what we're working on. So uh, yeah, and then next week we'll delve in more to that. So. Thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. Enough of me, or just me. And uh, without further ado, here's episode 59, part one with Neil Nelson. Enjoy. All right, so we're recording. What is up, Neil? Hey, Lucas. How's it going, man? This is our third podcast together, so I figured we just get started. But I want to apologize I did not have a Zoom account, so when we recorded the last one, the Zoom file went into my computer, not into my Zoom appointments. So there's no way for me to put it in my Zoom appointments without emailing Zoom and them converting it, but then I have to pay for the uh, oh. their thing. So I might send it to you, actually, the file again, and ask you to email them to when convert I, it. Sure. When I had it... You sent me something before, and it was like a weird shortcut or something. It was like nothing. I, I really I didn't use it right. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I don't know. I'll have, I, to, I didn't have to do it. I'll have to do more research on it. But sure. I thank you for coming on again and recording. Yeah, we're here now. You yeah. know, you get more updates. Like we've got yes. more insight in life. Our our wisdom has gone up. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, we can we can we can jive. You know, and also too, we just got to hang out last time too, which is fun. I love talking we to did. you, so it's always fun. Thank you. I like talking to you too, man. Yeah. Very kind of you to say. Yeah. yeah. Well, how's everything uh how's everything been going since the last time we talked? Oh man. My world is wild. Is it? My world's wild. Yeah, a friend of mine pulled this card, this tarot card. Not I'm not that into tarot. I've never had my tarot cards read. But a friend of a friend pulled a tarot card for me in like February before all this stuff started happening. Yeah. And it was this card called the the crumbling tower. <laughs> and it's like two figures falling from this tower. There's a man and a woman falling from this tower. And it's about how you're going to like lose everything and rebuild. Really? And, oh man, like 
I had a lot of stuff happen in these last couple of months. Like I've had relationships fall apart. Like they were yeah. really close to me that hurt a lot. Damn. I sold my truck and my truck to me is like yeah. losing a child. I mean, it was my grandfather's truck and I took care of it forever, but I just mm-hmm. wasn't using it in Providence. Yeah. And I had to park it two blocks away and it was just like, it was yeah. time to let it go. So I sold Bruce. Bruce is his name. Yeah. Heartbreaking. How is the, how is it? The guy you sold it to seemed pretty nice though, right? He was really nice, and he sent me a video. He called me when he was driving it home. Yeah, he couldn't. He couldn't drive it home for weeks because of like all the DMV was shut down and everything else. Yeah, or the MVD it, it changes whatever letters they used based on where you are, like motor vehicle division or department of motor vehicles or whatever. Yeah, but he couldn't go. He couldn't take it for a long time because like it had no plates and it wasn't registered. And finally, I think he just said screw it and took it. And he called me on the way home and was like, "This is a really nice truck, man. I'm like, I really appreciate it." Yeah. And then on Easter, he sent me a picture of the truck. Oh. I'm getting t- taken care of. Like I'm going to take care of Bruce. Like he called it Bruce and he's like, thanks so much. I was like, Oh, I'm glad it went to a good home. Yeah, dude. So I'm grateful for that. And, um, yeah. And I've told people about this before, like losing friendships and like relationships falling apart. And like, yeah. um, and they're like, Oh, that's so bad. And I'm talking about the truck. I'm like, that's yeah, a truck. And then I've got like a car guy here in Tucson. Yeah. Like my, one of my best friends, Michael. And I was like, yeah, I just saw my truck. And he's like, you had to sell your truck, Bruce. Oh my God, dude. Are you okay? Like, that's mm-hmm. so rough. That sucks. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, it sucks. And he's like, oh my God, like girls come and go, man. He's like on his second wife. He's like, <laughs> he's like, dude, girls come and go. But like, that was your grandpa's truck. And you put so much into that. I'm like, I know, man. Yeah. And he was like, the way, like how much he cared made up for like everybody else. I remember you repairing it one day at work where you you had to you couldn't come in one day and you were like i had to go buy parts and i remember you talking about like yeah this is what i had to get and this is what i had to replace yeah or one yeah. day i drove to work and like i don't remember because that happened a few times so i don't know which time you're talking about yeah. but, um good memory too but like one time i i like something was burning on my way into work and i like opened it up and one of my belts for my serpentine belt one of my pulley wheels for my serpentine belt was just like a, this disc of plastic instead of an actual circle yeah and i like everyone there at, at was like really nice at work and like ray let me borrow his car i think or like gave me a ride and, like, i, I think I, to, I think that's the one i'm talking about actually yeah he was really nice and he gave me a ride to like good dude his, um, yeah he totally is he gave me a ride to his um to some auto place on his like it was both of our brakes and like i picked up the part and i went back and i like replaced it and i was able to get home yeah yeah the, i think the crazy thing was that my my parents were visiting me when that happened and like they borrowed the truck and there's like some place in northern pennsylvania that does like tile like they're really big on tile mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know where it is but like they borrowed the truck and went there and they came back with that falling apart oh and okay it was like hanging on by a thread and somehow they made it like barely like if that thing went the whole car would have stopped moving and they would have been stuck wherever they were Jeez. but like just on a prayer somehow they made it back mm-hmm. and it didn't didn't fall off yeah yeah. So like it's yeah, but that kind of thing happened all the time. I mean, I've got years of those stories with that yeah. truck, which is why it was so special. Like you barely made it through so many times. Yeah, I remember yeah. you were telling me you rode it across the country. If anyone listens to the last podcast, right, you rode across the country and you plugged in uh, video games with your friend, right? Yeah, we we um, I wanted to like my friend Jason, great guy, helped me move. Like, and I wanted to make it a fun road trip experience, not just like sitting there because we'd like drive at fifty five miles an hour, and like I knew it was going to be like twelve hour days. And, um, and he likes vintage games. Like he grew up and played like Super Nintendo, yeah. PlayStation one. That kind of stuff. So I found a Game Boy SP and I like did some research and found like the best games for it. And mm-hmm. they're all like super expensive. They're all worth <laughs> yeah. like 
hundreds and hundreds of dollars. And I found a guy on eBay who I think just like programs the chips to be those games. Yep. It's so I paid 12. <laughs> yeah. So, and he put, even puts the stickers on. Like I never would have been able to tell there's a difference. And that's yeah. exactly what I wanted. It was like just the game. So anyways, like to speed this up a little bit. Yeah. I got, I found this SP. I got these games that I thought he would enjoy. It was like Metroid's something like Metroid prime, yeah. Castlevania something and like a Zelda game that I haven't tried. And that SP has like this weird headphone thing where you like had to use the proprietary jack that looks kind of weird to like yeah. listen to it. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like if he wants to be able to listen in the car, like I'll get that jack. And I was like, wait a second, my stereo has an aux input. <laughs> so I got that to a 3.5 and I plugged it in my car's stereo so that when we were playing, like he would sh- like shoot a guy and be like, pew, 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 and the whole car stereo would be like, pew, pew, pew. And just sounded like, this, like the whole car was alive with this video game. Yeah. And we, like the first time he did it, we just started laughing just because it's, you know, like it's, it's engaging, right? Like yeah. it's more fun to play that game when it's like two of you in the moment together, even though he's like yeah. watching it. I wanted him to like, not just feel like he was playing a game while I was doing the work and like have yeah. us enjoy the moment. So mm-hmm. yeah, we did that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, back to yeah. tarot cards, falling tarot apart. Cards. Everything's falling apart. And like even last week, like I, okay. So a lot about this time is trying to be like, be more open communicate with people how we can yeah in the age of corona you know like reach out to the people you can you you inspired me that way i reached out to some people and and connected with some friends and set up some stuff so our last from our last podcast you're saying yeah yeah oh well good so something did come from our last podcast yeah well uh, yeah and we we got to talk and connect so oh good i'm glad man good yeah and um so like i've been trying to do that like i I had a really hard time in life in fam- in like January, February, March. Yeah. And, um, I, I was like, you know, before Corona hit, I was like thinking about like dropping out of school and like all this kind of stuff. And like, I couldn't even tell people about that. Cause I was like so afraid and hard and like, wasn't talking to anybody. Yeah. And so like, I've been trying to use this time to like kind of work on me and be more open and talk stuff. And like, I didn't drop out of school. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I, had that little break i'd like spring break come up and some other stuff and And you're very good at what you do at school too so that's like (laughs) yeah like that's a big thing thanks i really appreciate that yeah and um yeah um i so like i was trying to like i'm trying to be more open was the whole point yeah and like so i got this coming tower card i was like i'm trying to be more open and i was like you know i'm gonna open up to my mom so like went outside and i had a really hard day like last monday or something this yeah. monday i was like I'm gonna, you know i'm gonna tell my mom that i had a hard day and i went outside and I, i'm still quarantined in the guest house because yeah. like they're you know so i put my head on the back window of their house because she i could see she was like sitting having lunch and she like put her head on the window like it was a game and she smiled and she came outside and i was like gearing myself up to say like mom i'm having a hard day and she was like so neil after you leave we're gonna put down arrow oh geez my dog yeah and i just was not expecting that to happen or to say those words when i was like having a hard day yeah and i was like oh and for a while my dad's been talking about it because my dog is like his back legs are going out yep. slowly like he, he can't really get up on his own as much and he can't really go for yeah. walks but his spirit is still really great yeah his spirit is still just wonderful and so like she's been defending it but now she realizes that he's just isn't having the best time yeah and um i mean he's on pain meds he's probably having a great time but yeah um and she said we've even talked with vet about it yeah and i said oh okay and i said um can you try to work out that she comes here 
because like, I don't want its last moments to be some strange vet's office. And she said, oh yeah, we can probably make that happen. Yeah. So I'm hoping that was like the last piece of my tower to fall down. <laughs> it's oh, like geez. losing all that stuff. And now this week finding out my dog is going to be put down soon. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm grateful. That, yeah. It's rough. He's my, the only dog I've had and his name is Arrow and he's yeah. great. He looks like, I don't know if you're going to get any video on this. I could describe him, but he looks kind of like a white gray mm. wolf dog, but also kind of like a Muppet at the same time. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have I ever shown you a picture of him? I think I've seen like, a picture on Instagram you post recently, right? Like, yeah, like yeah, here he looks kind of like he looks hilarious. He looks like a muppet there. Yeah, but like he's got his little get, tongue, stick, his tongue sticking out. Yeah, but like here he looks kind of like a little bit more wolfy. Yeah. So he's like he's got a, and he's like seventy pounds. He's a big yeah. enough dog. Oh, he's a big so, dog. Yeah. Yeah, but anyways, so that's that. But now it's like, you know, you go through these hardships in life, and you got to make the most of it. You can either yeah. sink to it, or you can rise to the occasion. And yeah. I have an internship coming up which is scary yeah in a different country i'm leaving saturday oh wow yeah i'm gonna be yeah. in the netherlands for three months awesome. maybe more was the crazy thing because um they there might be a second wave of corona and it yeah. sounds like all my all, all, a lot of our classes might go online yeah so i Jeez. might if i have a great but the thing is if i have a really hard time i can come back if i have a great time i can stay till the end of the year yeah until spring, mm-hmm. spring semester so we'll see we'll see yeah um so that's that's my uh memoir of covid <laughs> what's going on and, right now and that how are you doing how are things with you i'm man? doing i'm doing well do, do you like D and I okay i've ever told you i i i like D and concept but i've never really played okay because we I, are getting a fairly serious group together and we're looking whoa. for a fifth we're looking for a fifth <laughs> i'd be stuck being the bard or something is what you're saying no you can no i mean the the way it works is so for the podcast, uh, so I'll, I'll describe it as if I'm <laughs> talking to the podcast, but uh, I started playing D&D, and I was just like you. I've never I'd never played D&D seriously. Love the idea of D&D, like role-playing, creating worlds and everything. So much yeah. fun. Um, but I never really tried. And then I just played with a group, and we've been playing for eight months now, almost, almost every week, like eight months. There was like one six-week period where we took off, but... It is such a blast. Oh my God. It's so much fun because now we're like comfortable with each other. We're talking, we're joking around. The group knows how we like to do stuff. So I was playing and I was like, you know what? I need to get, uh, I need to bring this to my group of friends. I need to bring this to them. Like, this is so fun. There's no reason I shouldn't bring this to them and I can put in the effort. I know what I have to do. So the way we do it is we do rotating DM roles. That way, not everybody gets to play and everything. So it's fun. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So I'm going to write a six to 10 week campaign. So six to 10 sessions. So it's like, it's only, it's only playing. You're only playing like six to 10 times. Okay. I'm, I'm going to write a big one so that people get a feel for it. People get comfortable. They know what to do and they learn how to play and everything like that. And then okay. uh, we're going to rotate around like every other week after that, like who's DMing and they get to do one off. So they only have to write shorter stuff. But I actually, my friend in Germany, who is someone that I'm very close with, and this is kind of after what you were talking off before was, um, he's someone I've known since I was literally in the crib. Like we're really good friends, best friends. He moved to Brazil and then I became good friends with his brother as well. It's actually kind of funny because... I have a brother who is the same age as him, uh, like the same age as his brother. So like we're 
brother friends. <laughs> gotcha. And it works out perfectly. But I actually reconnected with them and I was like, man, people are doing all these calls and like they're trying to connect with other people. And I was like, you know what? I texted him. I was like, dude, we have to get like a one week discord thing going or something. And from that, we invited him to the D&D group. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're doing D&D once a week. But I, again, not not to put you on spot on the podcast here, but if you're if you're looking something to do Ooh. because, uh, well, I enjoy talking yeah. to you. And honestly, dude, you're so creative. Like, <laughs> yours, I can't even imagine what you'd come up with. Uh, so I've I have daydreamed about playing D and D. and to be honest, like totally uh, fair, I tr- I tried once in high school. Yeah. Like, I played a lot of Magic in high school, and I had these guys who were like, "All right, Neil, you're good at Magic, but let's see if you're a real nerd. Let's see how good you are at being a real nerd." I think it was the line they used. Yeah, and like you're coming to our D and D night, and I was like, <laughs> okay. So I met them at this place called Things for Thinkers, which was a local spot in town where they had like a back room that smelled really bad because it was yeah. filled with nerds, and I went there and like. So like, I was like, okay, like, how do we do this? Like, do we just jump in and play? And like, no, we got to make our characters first. And to make it quick, it was like, I was there for four hours. And um, it was just me waiting. But I was like, all right, how, so we have to make our characters? And like, yeah. I was like, so how do we do it? They're like, well, you roll dice and you've got like this sheet and you like choose your traits yeah. and you've got 90 gold. And I was like, okay, I'm going to be a dark knight yeti awesome with a 90 gold 90 gold 90 gold great sword 90 gold done dark knight yeti with the great sword and i was like all right let's play guys and they were like you we can't we gotta like balance our skills and those kind of stuff i'm like what why come on like let's just choose these things and go and they were like no and i was like why and they're like neil you can't be done i'm like i am done i'm a dark knight yeti with a great sword and they're like no like you don't even have clothes and i was like clothes i'm a yeti i have fur and at that point, I just pissed that one guy off so much. And he was the guy that challenged me to go to see how big of a nerd I was. Yeah. And the other two guys at the table just laughed when I said I was at fur. They're like, he's got a point, man. He does that fur. And I was like, fine. All right. I'll reel this in. I'll reel this in. Um, I'll wait. You guys work on your characters. I'm still going to roll with this because I've made it a point and I'm an asshole and, you know, whatever. I was like 17. <laughs> and, and so I waited for like four hours. And I was like, guys, like it's getting late. Like, yeah. I'm just going to go home. So I went home and I saw them like the next like home period because that's yeah. when we used to hang out. I saw the next home period in high school. I was like, oh, like how'd the campaign go? And like, oh, we didn't even play. We spent the rest of the night working on characters and mm-hmm. we, we, you know, we haven't played yet. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. So th- that was the one and only time I've tried to play d It's a lot easier now. It's a lot easier oh. now. I made okay, my character. I, I made my character last night and, uh, and again, I'm not a very serious player, so we're, we're pretty loose with the rules, but okay. I made my character and probably like half an hour last night. I didn't have to do any dice rolling. It was, it was way easier. Were you, were you like, did you have fur too? You didn't worry about clothing? No, no. My, my guy comes with clothes. Okay. That makes it mm-hmm. a little bit easier too, I guess. Yeah. But I just throwing it out there. Cause that's one of the things yeah, I've been, done. I've been doing with uh Corona. So I'll be in touch with you. Cause I'll let you move and everything and I'll message you. And yeah. Get so settled in. I mean, I totally, to give you my schedule, it'll make it easier for you. Yeah. Um, I leave Saturday. I land on Sunday morning. It's a yeah. really brutal flight. I'm like in the air for 15 hours with a mask on. Yeah. So like, are you worried? Are you worried about like traveling and everything, especially? I'm not so worried about traveling, to be honest. Yeah. Like I've, I've got a friend who's a, I don't know what she's called. I forgot the word, but she deals with this. as her specialty. Dealing with pandemics is her specialty. Oh, okay. 
and you you don't know like this whole Corona thing. That's the scariest part. Is like it's a it's you could be young and fit. You could be a young triathlete and and have a stroke from it and die, or you mm-hmm. could be like ninety five and make it. So mm-hmm. you don't know. But in general, where I'm at for statistics, I'm really low risk. Yeah. So I am afraid of this, and I should be. But I'm gonna take every and I'm gonna take every precaution I can. But I'm not scared enough, nor has nor like haphazard enough to not to let it get in my way for like pursuing this dream of like my career and this opportunity and stuff because like mm-hmm. i'll get to live in this beautiful country for a few months and yeah if i have a bad time i can come back and i am going to get good health insurance and i did talk to a pharmacist and be like what drugs do i need if i'm taking care of myself and she's like buy that stuff and i'm like okay yeah so I'm, I'm doing what i can um but anyways back to your question i'm totally flattered i would be honored to join your group and give it a try <laughs> um I land there on Sunday yeah. and after that, I have like pretty much two weeks to just entertain myself between yeah. I'm going to be quarantined and all my classes are going to be over. And my internship doesn't start till like the first of June. Yeah. So I've got time, man. I'd be willing to. Yeah. We'll be um, in touch. Yeah. I, uh, it's, it's six hours ahead of you. Yep. So, so we'll figure something that out. That helps you. Yeah. If you got your friend in Germany, it's pretty, I don't know if Germany and the Netherlands. It's six hours. Time, it's six hours. Yeah. Totally. Then same time zone. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm time. glad to hear and that. And then if if I, if I make friends with your your buddy, I can like go see Germany. I've never like yeah. explored Germany. I've been there. I've been to Frankfurt for like two days, but I've yeah. never like explored. Germany is a. I mean, all of Europe is fucking incredible, but Germany is a beautiful country. Yeah, I love it there. It's my favorite place in the entire world that I don't get to go to enough. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, maybe if I make friends with you, I need to like. Maybe while I'm there, I'll explore a little bit, you know? Yeah, I mean, de- depending. It's a bad idea to do that. I'm going to just yeah, throw yeah, that true, out true, there. True. Stay home, everybody that's listening to this. Do not be me and, like, go around the world. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm talking about. And this is all hypothetical. I'm not actually doing this. I'm putting it mm-hmm. But if things lighten up and get easier and get safer, then it'd be cool. It'd yeah. Do. Yeah, it's a perfect time. Yeah. To, I mean, it's the once everything's settled, it'd be perfect to do that. And what's your internship again? So I'm working for a company um, designing wearable they're called health wearables. Yeah, um, okay. It's specifically a glucose sensor. So it's this thing you put on the back of your arm and yeah, uh, it tells you what your glucose is. Yeah. And I am the hardware intern. So I deal with like finding out what doctors and people like mm-hmm. about the interface with the thing. Okay. And and then help kind of work on that shell. I don't have, I mean, this thing is, it's going to be small ish. It's going to be about, I think it's going to be about this big. I tried to print it on my resin printer the other day. Mm-hmm which is cool. Resin printing is cool. Yeah. But I think it's going to be about that big. Oh, wow. This is in two parts. It's like a centimeter. Yeah. Does it go into your skin at all or no? It does. It has this little, it's like half circuit board, half needle, and it goes into your body and it determines because you need, it has to get touch blood, you know? Yeah. I've seen, that's way smaller than the models I've seen so far because it's in the biohacking community. People use that. Yeah. And you can get in. Big ones are like this big. (laughs) Yeah, they're huge and they can be uncomfortable and they can be really expensive. And they're in your the, body. <laughs> they're in your body. Yeah, and I, I know a guy. There's a guy in my program who wears them. He's he's been a he's been a diabetic since he was like 13. He said, and yeah, um, he's like you feel it going in, but like your body kind of gets used to it after the first couple hours, and then it doesn't bug you. And then you just have to take it off because the battery goes low, but also because like it's not good to leave it in that long. Yeah, interesting. So he t- takes it off and like switches it out for another one. It's yeah. in a different spot slightly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird world. I, somehow, like in my, like in my MIT class, I made a, I made a, 
medical device and yeah. this internship, I made a medical device. Yeah. And then another class that I'm blanking on. I know there were three. I was working on a medical device. And it's like, I keep working on medical devices and it's like, I, I don't know why it's like, yeah. I, I didn't mean to go to that direction. And like, I realized now even in my portfolio, I had a medical device. Yeah. Maybe it's my calling is to design medical devices. I don't know. Yeah. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know if we, we I, I don't know if we talked about this in the last uh, podcast, but for those who didn't listen to the one that we don't have, yeah. we lost it. Industrial design is what I'm doing mm-hmm. at RISD. Yeah, 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 at RISD, and I'm I'm fortunate enough to also take to branch out because RISD, all those schools being so close, like RISD and Brown have this pro partnership, so like you can take classes at each other's schools if you get yeah. approved, and RISD and MIT is the same way. Like they can, uh, engineering people can take like designing yeah. classes, and then I'm taking my, I'm taking a product about design development course with Stephen Eppinger, who's a wonderful professor, yeah, um, at MIT, and uh, yeah, it's been wild. Oh, that's what we talked about in the last podcast yeah, was like how I was there at the epicenter when it was all, when all this Corona stuff was hitting. Yep. Mm-hmm. Oh that man. Was that was what we hit on first. That was the big topic that we hit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We could get into that, but now it's kind of old news, but I could, we could still talk about it again. Yeah. We could talk about it a little bit, do a little, do a little recap, quick recap and then head into, head into what's going on now. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Just give people insights. Yeah. Uh, sure. Like, so, um, School experience during Corona is weird. I mean, it's like, I, so, okay. So I was taking classes at my main core classes at RISD, yeah. um, which I'm grateful for. And then I was going to Cambridge, which I didn't even know was a place outside of England until I started taking classes there. <laughs> but I would, so my, I would like ride my bike to the train station, take the train from Providence to Boston. At Boston, you go to South Street Station. And then from there, you take the, the subway which connects to the train station to go to cambridge mm-hmm. um and then there in cambridge is where mit and harvard and all those schools are and i didn't even know that harvard and mit were so close but they're like one subway stop away yeah so i get there on like a tuesday like march 22nd ish somewhere in there yeah give it take a day and um or maybe like you know maybe a week before that maybe like march 18th anyways and I sit down in class. There's like a hundred of us in this class. And the teacher's like, so as many as you know, Harvard shut down this morning. Yeah. They sent all of their undergraduates home. Everyone inside the, in their, that's living there in the dorms or assisted housing or any of that stuff mm-hmm. are being told they have a week to pack up and go back home, wherever they're from. All classes are for graduate students are going to continue, but they're going to be online only. No one is going to reconnect after spring break. And it was wild. And it was like, all undergrads are told that they're done. They're just done for the semester, like nothing. (laughs) Like if it was their graduating year and they had to take tests and that kind of stuff, they're just done. Yeah. That's just crazy. Blew my mind. So he said that he said, we don't know what we're going to do here at MIT yet. Um, So I just want to talk about this briefly so we cannot be distracted by it during class. As we're speaking, other people are talking about this. Maybe by the end of class, there'll be an update. Maybe not. Yeah. We go through class. There's no update. We broke off into our, like little project groups to work on our projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at, when I was taking the train home, I got an email from somebody in my group saying the same thing. They're just following suit, that, doing what Harvard did, which is like all undergraduates are being sent home immediately. Yeah. Or no, we had, we had one more day. Of cl- we had one. We were going to finish the week, so we had four more days of classes. So yeah. they're saying, don't. no one's coming back from spring break. You have four more days of classes. Everything's going online for graduate students. 
Yeah. All undergrads are sent home, just done. Wild. RISD dragged their feet. RISD took another week because, and I realized later it was staggered by spring breaks. Like Harvard has the first spring break. Yeah. So that's why they did it then. But they're also the one to make those decisions. Mm-hmm. I thought when we did this last podcast that they were the first school to do it, yeah. to shut down. And, and they weren't. They were the first school on the East Coast to do it. Oh. The, but Washington State University, I think, was the first school in the U.S. to shut down. Okay. And because because they did that, like Washington's response was super quick, and they stopped like seventy percent of the expected spread. Really? Because yeah, because they shut down just so fast. Mm-hmm. Um, just because like Seattle's such a hub, and um, yeah. So then I had to go and go to online classes, and that was like another crumbling part of my tower, I guess, <laughs> 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 to bring it back in. But it was, it was wild. And like, I have friends who like, I have a friend who's just is settled. He has a house and he has a career mm-hmm. and he's like, I, I'm doing fine. Like I'm actually probably making more money than ever because like, yeah. I don't have to, I'm making my normal income and now I don't have to commute to work. Yeah. I don't have to like pay for my lunch, my lunch every day. I don't have, to, I'm not going out to, for drinks with friends and coworkers yeah. after work. And working from home. I'm, still get, I'm still getting my raises and bonuses and stuff. And he's like, I'm doing great. Yeah. And, and it's hard because some of us, like I was still working for REI. I yeah. got furloughed from that. I didn't even include that in my thing. There's so many things on my list. Yeah. That I just forget. <laughs> I got furloughed from REI and like I had all these unemployment errors happen. So like I haven't had that stuff happen. And like I had the, I still haven't gotten that stimulus check. Oh, I haven't gotten the stimulus check either yet. Go online uh check there's a website you okay. need to check because sometimes i didn't know this but sometimes they don't have your information oh like, okay they know who you are but they don't know what bank account to put it in okay and they don't know like all of your details and you just have to enter like last year's tax information to verify who you are and then you have to give them your routing number and then yeah. you can get it and i didn't know this but if you don't do those steps then you won't get it meanwhile like dead people are getting it so it's like some people have to work for it and some people don't <laughs> i haven't heard that that's crazy yeah, some people are getting double checks and some people like some people that are dead are getting it and like some imp- some people with green cards are getting it. Not going to lie, I I I do kind of want to be in that group that gets the double check, but <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be bad, you know, yeah, but it's it, like some, money's money, yeah. right? Money's money. And the weird thing that I've had some people debate about is that as businesses are opening, they're being yeah. asked to come back. Like I have certain friends who I won't put on the spot because this is like a, you know, a moral thing. Yeah. But like I have some friends who are like have been asked to go back to work, but because of the six hundred bucks a week extra on top of their unemployment, they're making a lot more than they would make at work. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now they're deciding like, do I want to stay at home and ride this out as long as I can, or do I want to go back to work? Because neither one is guaranteed. Yeah. Like the grants that these companies are getting to stay open are only for eight weeks, on average, mm-hmm. because that's how long they have to spend it. Otherwise, they have to pay it back. And like, um, so they're like, well. I'm enjoying not being at home and I've settled in and like I gave more money or do I go back to work and make less money and like risk getting infected and like only know that I've got eight weeks of it. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's weird. It's a weird time. Yeah. But that's one of the, que- that's probably ahead. the biggest question I had was, was going back for, uh, I've, I've heard about all these people. They make so much more money actually on this unemployment. Yeah. This And it's crazy. Like the amount is significant to where that, is there people, is there an avenue for people that want to just stay home because they are legitimately afraid? And then you're going to obviously have people that just want to stay home because they don't want to work and they want to get the extra money, you know? Right. It's like, if it, if you're telling me I can stay home and make twice as much as I did before? Like, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. But then there are people that need it that can't get it because of that burden on the system. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like I haven't had anything. I haven't gotten my taxes back or my stimulus check or my unemployment. Oh, wow. And l- luckily I've been in a place where I've been okay because of that. You, I've been okay regardless of that because of like the systems I have in place and that type of thing. But um, it sucks because there are people who only got their stimulus check and have to make that work for a couple months. Yeah. See, that sounds that sounds tough. I mean, I'm very fortunate. I don't have to spend my money on anything right now just because yeah. my loans are they're like backlogged or whatever. Yeah. So that's a fortunate thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. I and mean, I'm glad like, it's good to hear these stories where it's like, people are okay, you know, yeah. because there's so much, I luckily don't know anyone. It's not that I don't, I'm not saying like, I'm lucky to know, but um, I feel fortunate that the people that I care about and know about have not been hurt too badly by any financial burdens from this. Mm-hmm. But there are situations that I've heard that are hard. Like I heard in India, I had to interview a peer for a class project and she's from India. And she said that there are more people in India dying of starvation because the economy collapsed than are dying oh, wow. of COVID. Jeez. Yeah. Just because they can't sell anything. They can't afford anything. Yeah. And so many people live in poverty over there. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those things. Which is really hard. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. Yeah. Um, so last time we talked. Okay. So now I did that, that little bit of a catch up yeah. for those who might've found it interesting, which I hope you did. Um, you were saying, you were saying, <laughs> talking a lot about your, um, your tournaments that you were doing and how like that was a big thing for you yeah. like during this. Yeah. So that how's that going? Thing. Uh, it's completely on hold right now. I mean, there's online tournaments, but, uh, so for those who don't know, melee is on shutdown right now, except for net play tournaments, which are, you play online. And this is something that comes up probably once a week with one of my friends where they, they ask like, Hey, what's up? And I'm like, dude, I'm, the the saddest thing out of all of this is that I lost playing melee tournaments once a week, just because again, I, it's not like I perform well at my local at, at the time of COVID. I wasn't performing that well at my local, but to me it was very important how I performed and going there and, and just going to war and sitting down next to the other person and really trying to win and really competing. That to me was my favorite time of every week. Literally Tuesday would finish. I'd go to the tournament on Tuesday and then I would look forward to next Tuesday as soon as I was out of the tournament. I was like, I can't wait. I'm already preparing. Like, I can't wait for the next Tuesday. And that has been the saddest thing for me is is losing that. Uh, but I'm making it work because I'm able to – I have a lot of other times, so I practice still, you know, keep in touch with it. But I don't have, like – I don't have that competition. But I have a friend – uh, who I've reconnected with as well. And we play tennis and there's a public court that's still open and you can still social distance while playing tennis. Oh, that's cool. So we play sets every time we play. So I'm still getting some sort of competition and that is, man, that has been so clutch for me just being able to do that. Cause it's a big part of my life. I, I remember before you were saying that you, um, when you were doing these tournaments, it was like, you would, you would go and you would like train for it all week. And it yep. was like, what do you look forward to? And you would do this, this tournament mm-hmm. and to lose it, you would just felt it seemed, yeah. it seemed like a piece of you was missing. Yeah, it still is. It still is. So the first, those first two weeks where we had been on a streak, I hadn't missed a lab in like almost half a year or something, maybe five months or something. I had missed a single one or maybe wow. I missed one or two, like in that time, in that six month stretch stretch, I might've missed one or two, something like that. That was like, it, it, it was a big part of my life. It is a big part of my life still. And so I would go there and to me, 
when I go to compete, it's, it is competing against the other person and trying to beat the other person, but it is so much more about getting to work on myself and just improve as a person and, and try to become the best version of myself possible. And I, that growth that I go through when I'm in that tournament setting, like when I'm in competing against someone else, was what I was missing those first two weeks was really hard for me because I was able to do such good mental work, you know, like strengthening my mind and, and going through emote, like these crazy emotions of a set. Because <laughs> if anyone's played competitive sports, competitive anything, you, you know what I'm talking about. When you're competing and something's on the line and you're trying to not go home, there's just this roller coaster of emotions that you go through. And learning how to manage that to become a better version of myself was so important to me because I would use that to handle my anxiety. It, when I, if I'm able to manage my emotions there and deal with the stress there, then when it comes to real life, it's nothing because it is important to me, you know, like how I perform. So, so it, it sounds like you're saying that like, um, oh, we kind of talked about this before. It's all coming back. It's all coming back. Yeah. So, um, there's like cognitive behavioral therapy, right? CBT. Yep. It's, it's like kind of confronting things that are challenges that you have. And a lot of the times, at least that's one way to do it. And I think that we talked about how like this for you was like raising that bar. Like you get super anxious yeah. and you would like do these tournaments, but because it would raise the bar of that and you would like face it. Yeah. Like your day to day was better. Yeah. Right. And so yeah. like n- now that you you're missing that it's like you're i have to find other ways i have to get pretty creative yeah like you're losing that kind of part of your therapy right like yeah. that thing that made you and not necessarily therapy but that, that part of you that made oh you it's feel it's more. therapy it's therapy for okay. sure 100 <laughs> okay. percent. this this here talking like this and podcast and recording is the same thing i get the same type of uh response from it you know because i because yeah. i'm recording for the show and producing content and and trying to produce something that people want to listen to you know like i get that same stuff so when I don't have those things, they're important to me. Like it's, I feel the effects right away. And I think I, I talked about it a little bit last time. I was literally so anxious that I, w- I was falling back into like my zone of, man, I, I feel like I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. Like that's is how, this, when- this is when COVID first happened and like my tournaments were, they're not available to me, you know? Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And I had to do some, some stuff that, sorry to cut you off, but, uh, I had to do some stuff that I hadn't done in a long time. Like I had to go by myself. I had to like, I went on this big walk. I went on this big ruck. I did a 65 pound hike. It was probably like eight to 10 miles or something, something crazy, something just, you know, I just had to do something insane. So I went on this big hike with the dogs and it took hours, uh, with these, with all this weight on my back. And I just had to do that because I needed to do something to get out of this rut that I was feeling. I could literally, it feels like a cloud, like a hurricane is in my brain almost and in my vision even. And things don't seem clear to me. And that's, I, I like when things are really clear. So I get, and that's what the anxiety feels like to me if I just had to describe it. So I, I could feel it coming on really strong when COVID first, first happened and everything got cut off. So I was like, oh man, I got to attack this. Like I got to do something about it because I really don't want to, I hated being anxious, you know, once I realized how anxious I was all the time before I started working on it, once I realized what I felt, I was like, I can't believe I felt like that all the time. And now that I feel better, I'm like, holy shit, I never want to go back to that. 
Yeah, and, so. and you had like the, the extra anxiety from COVID without the release of doing those tournaments mm-hmm. and stuff. So like, yeah, it was, it was it was bad on both fronts. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But yeah, and that's the thing is like I I I feel bad, you know, spending as much time as I did complaining about my situation in the beginning of this. I'll say I'll say explaining to give myself some credit, but like. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I, you know, like, but we all are going through some kind of struggle through this. Yeah, I've never met anyone who's been like, "This is great!" Like, this is the best thing. Even that friend that I have, like, I'm sure yeah. he misses. He used to do um, EDH tournaments, yeah. magic tournaments, like once a week with friends, and he would go yeah. to like movie nights and like do stuff. And he can't do that now, and yeah. I'm sure it, it sucks for him. And like, yeah. in some way, that we're all impacted by this, and we're all trying to just do the best we can. And it's yeah. like, you hear these stories, and and I feel, you know, when I. I'm trying to also work on like not making my realizing that, you know, this is a struggle for everybody and not tr- yeah. trying to be a burden so much and lean on people as much as they have been, mm-hmm. you know, like I've had extra stuff. Most of my problems have been outside of COVID, Yeah, you know, but because of COVID everyone is like going through a hard time and I'm yeah. trying to be more mindful of that and not make the conversations about me and my shit. Mm-hmm. you know, just because like everyone's having a hard time. Yeah. And that's the hard thing too, is like, I've been trying to train myself to like be better at listening instead of just wanting to just, dude, you are, with my anxiety. you are a great listener. You've always well, been a good listener. I want to let you know that right now. Well, thanks, those are, those are, you're having some anxious thoughts right there because you are one of the best listeners I've ever talked to. Oh, well, like, even thanks, at work. Yeah. And so, but I will say, to be honest, I did just do an episode, uh, after I got over that initial anxiety, I am enjoying this time. Like I'm making Good. a lot of strides. I found a after, way to after, the after issue, our episode. Yeah, like after our episode and kind of that initial anxiety because we did it pretty close to after everything happened. Yeah, yeah. And um, I've been making big strides, and like now I'm improving again. Now I don't feel like I'm working against myself, which is nice. That's great to, yeah, it's great to hear, man. Like if yeah. I'm being totally open and honest, like I could feel it. I could feel it through the screen that you were just like that that tournament thing had shut down and, and oh, a lot of our dude. conversation was about it and i could tell it was just like kind of consuming you that you just had this longing yeah. for it and like needed that outlet yeah and um i do part of me hopes that we can like go back and find that conversation so we can like yeah you know, i think other yeah. people can get some of it but if we don't it's fine like because yeah. you still it's amazing to see that like just from that it makes me feel better too that i was able to like help in some small way it's mostly yeah. you i want you to know that like i might have said <laughs> some words but like you did that work yeah, yeah. you got to where you are and and yeah yeah it's great to see. Yeah. yeah. No, I really, I really like it now because now I'm, I'm doing the stream and the stream's going well and I've been working on that and, uh, I'm doing my cold, my cold soaks. That's, a, that's been clutch for me doing cold those. soaks. Yeah. So I go in the cold pool. It's like under 60 Ooh. degrees. So I go in there. There's yeah. a couple days where, uh, I was doing some legendary runs. I was doing like over 20 minutes. And so <laughs> those, wow. are, those were, I needed them though. Like they're, they're the type of thing you, you need for, for I, me, at least for me. There was this like Roman therapy back in the day where there would be a tempidarium and a frigidarium and <laughs> ancient, ancient Rome. And there would be like a hot room, super hot and sometimes hot bath. And yeah. then a cold room with really cold water. Yeah. And when I was in my undergrad, I used to, I would like stay up. Like I, I got into bikes by flipping bikes in college, yep. you know, like that's why I worked at the bike shop there. Mm-hmm. Like I started in college. I would flip bikes to pay for stuff because it was on my schedule and I could like be in the sculpture lab until one or two in the morning working in the studio. Yeah. And then I could like go home and be like, well, I need to eat next week. And I could like work on a bike until three in the morning and mm-hmm. then like go to bed, wake up, go to school, like rinse and repeat, you know? Yeah. 
And when I would get like feel really gross and have a horrible time, I would go to this place in town, this community center, and I would like go in the jacuzzi and like warm up and open up my pores and like get all the metal out. And then I would like overheat and like run into the pool and jump yeah. in. And it was like winter and it would be like, yeah, 50 degrees. And I'd just be like, ah, and I would like do a lap or two. And I would like run back into the, in the jacuzzi and I would like heat up again. Yeah. The steam room. So I can, I can, I can appreciate what you're doing. Yeah. Try and I like try mixing it up with, do you have a hot tub or like a hot shower nearby? Uh, yeah. So every now and then I'll throw in the heat at the end. But uh, yeah. I like the I do a lot of the Wim Hof method, so I like that uh, suffering okay. of of okay, okay. of letting your body warm up. That was tough today. Today was oh, today was brutal. It was brutal. I, I do it first thing in the morning. <laughs> huh? What is it? I don't I, I don't know. Enlighten the listeners that oh, might not know the that. Wim Hof method. Yeah. All right. So, uh, if anyone listens to my show religiously, they they know exactly what it is. But these are the people <laughs> that are tuned in. Tune in for you, okay. Neil, and, and to hear your story and everything. Um, so the Wim Hof method, if you don't know what it is, it's this guy, Wim Hof. He is in he's in the Netherlands, actually. He lives Whoa. in the Netherlands. Yeah. And he is he's like my he's my hero, man. He's he's a guy who just loves and enjoys life. Um and what he does is he helps people pretty much with his method. And his method is just cold, cold therapy. Uh, mixed in with with hot therapy a little bit he'll do some he likes doing sauna work but the the main highlight is cold therapy and sure. then uh the breath work he he does this breathing it's called wim hof breathing um that as an experience it is the most powerful thing i've ever experienced in my entire life so oh the breathing yeah so i do it every day it's a it is the most powerful thing I've ever done and I've do it I've been doing it every day for almost 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 2 years now. Oh wow. I would say or a year and a half at least for sure. I yeah. I'm somebody that does a lot of deep sighs like if I'm in a really tough situation I'll just go Yeah. And I just can't help it. It just happens. And my yeah. friends who know me well enough will be like what's up Neil? Yeah. And I'll be like oh nothing. I'll just brush it off. Yeah. Which is my own issue for like brushing it off instead of talking to them. Yeah. But anyways, and then I heard later that like that someone did a study into it and like those deep sighs kind of reprogram your brain every time to like yeah. deal with the situation. Mm-hmm. So now thinking about, I've thought about that and all these breathing exercises and like, maybe that's just like reprogramming your body to deal with those emotions and those thoughts. Yeah. And I downloaded Headspace. I, I yep. was convinced by Meditation someone who cares to download Headspace. Yeah. There's a student version. That's like nine bucks for the year. Oh, nice. I know. So I'm like 80 bucks or 90 bucks, but yeah. And I've tried a couple of the, the different ones is like one on uh, anger and stress and loneliness yeah. and working on cultivating better relationships with people. Yeah. And they're all pretty much the same and they all have to do with just like breathing and yep. focusing on positive things while you do. Yeah. And it's like you, you it, it wants you to like have those like dark thoughts and not try to ignore them, but just like yeah. push them away and then like work on breathing. So it's almost like trying to, mm-hmm. it's training to be able to deal with oh, yeah. your mind in a way that you would train your body. Yeah. You know? So, like, just working out. I, this stuff's super important to me. This is this is my zone, Neil. <laughs> this is zone. Okay, this is like cool. uh, like uh, so. This is the way I look at it, and this is how I approach it. Uh, so I've been listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza for a little bit now. I do two meditations: twenty minutes in the morning, twenty minutes in the evening, uh, okay. every day. And sometimes I'll do a longer one. He has like an hour and twenty minute t- meditation. I'll throw that in every now and then. Uh, mm-hmm. But like all those dark thoughts and everything. So the biggest thing for me is I want to get to a place where those thoughts they they don't happen. Like they don't happen. That's, I truly believe I can get there. I truly believe I can just get to a place where I'm in the moment and my anxiety is gone. And 
the reason I associate that with anxiety, this is how I treat it. And this is what's really helped me combat it is when I have those dark thoughts, like I have those negative thoughts or anything I don't want to have or any feeling in my body I don't want to have. The way I treat it is I go, oh, that's my old self fighting back because it wants me to stay. An object at rest wants to stay at rest. An object in motion wants to stay in motion. And I'm trying to become the best version of myself. So one thing that he said was really powerful to me is whenever you have those thoughts, you're trying to be better. And your old self is saying, no, 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 we, we're comfortable feeling all those old thoughts, like having that anxiety, because that's how we've lived for so long, you know? And even though it might be uncomfortable, like you might think it's like, ah, oh, dude, this sucks. But your body almost wants to stay that way because it's, it's hard to get past it. You know what I mean? Like to put the work in to get beyond your anxiety and everything can be difficult and you have to face a lot of things within yourself. So that's been a really good tool for me. It's just like, I, I notice those thoughts and that's been help, help me with the noticing and not judging. So I like that mm. a lot. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, it's rough. It's rough to have those thoughts. Yeah. Um, and it's, you can build up these systems where it's just, you get stuck in, yeah. I call it spiraling when I talk to friends about it, how it's like you just get stuck up in that anxiety and you just can't yeah. escape it and you just get worse and worse and worse. Negative thought loops, man. They're yeah. yeah. And it can consume you and it's easy to do. It's it's much easier to be destructive in those pe- ways and just like fall into it than yeah. just to mm-hmm. try to build up and get away from it. Yeah. Um I've yeah, I'm kinda of getting into there too. I guess I'm playing catch up with the whole like mindfulness thing. Yeah. I'm just I mean that's trying you start where you are, you know? It's it doesn't matter if uh you started now or started 10 years from now or start 10 years earlier. When you start is when you start. And that's the most important thing. You know, the fact that you started is, is, is awesome. Mindfulness is so important, I think. And I think it's something that everybody should practice. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm getting into it. It's like, it's mm-hmm. what, for those people who might look at this kind of like skeptically, I, I always thought that it was like meditation, that kind of stuff was just trying to be more Zen and like spiritual yeah. and such, but it's not, it's just, it's exercise. Yeah it's training your mind like you would be training your body to like avoid negative thoughts and process them in, in constructive yeah. ways. It's not, and that's the thing I like about headspace is it's not, it doesn't make it about, I mean, there, it doesn't make it about like my spiritual energy and stuff in the way that seems kind of mm-hmm. like fantasy, yeah. you know, which is f- powerful in its own right and deserves its own credit. Right. Yeah. But it does it in a way that makes me feel like I'm, going to the gym or like working on myself yeah. in a way that's not like combative and not, not straining, yep. mm-hmm. which is hard. Yeah. And I've always been the, like the image of like, uh, the brooding artist type. Like yeah. I've always before, <laughs> before this year, that would be me. If I was, if I was struggled with some, if I struggled with an issue, I would just keep it to myself yeah. and I would just like process it in my own way. And mm-hmm. I would kind of avoid people. And then a lot of that has to do like come from my history and yeah. things that I've been through. And it was easier to take on that image than just feel rejected of like, oh, I'm just the brooding guy. Yeah. But it's not, and some people that's healthy, but for me, I'm realizing more and more that like, as I get older, the things that are important to me are changing. Yeah. And to get the things that I want and the connections, the people that I want, I have to change my mindset yep. from being that kind of loner type who like deals with things on his own to being someone who's more open. Yeah. And especially now in this situation where it's like, I can't just like, be around someone and my body language say what I'm going through and stuff. And I have yeah. to talk. It's important to like, for me to work on that kind of stuff. And I think that yeah. it is for a lot of us. I think like everyone I've talked to in some way, I said is really just adjusting their mindset to like mm-hmm. how to connect with people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard because some people do this and they're like, it's just a tease. Like I see all my friends online and my family and I can't touch them. And it's just a tease and yeah, they hate it. And some people are like, it's great. I get to talk to everyone. Like everyone's reaching out and yeah, 
friends I, I haven't seen in 10 years. Yeah, that's the that's the thing. It's like how you view it and, you know, and yeah, maybe it is a little bit of a tease, but like now that, you know, like we're sitting down here having a long conversation, like if we take our case, for example, like I enjoy this, you know, what? Yeah, too. You know, and even if... And who knows, maybe it wouldn't have happened if COVID didn't happen, you know, because you'd be busy doing your thing in RISD and stuff like that. But now COVID's happening. It's kind of everything shut down. Now we're reaching out and talking on the podcast. Like, and I enjoy that, you know, it's, it's helped me reach out to people and I'm trying to make the most of the situation. It's not what I want, but it's what I got, you know? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Doing the best of what we have, you know, yeah. lemonade, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Know? I love all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, you should. I'll send you the stuff for the Wim Hof breathing. Check it out. Sure. All right, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the podcast. Uh, thank you for spending the time with us and listening. Uh, we really enjoyed having you guys. Uh, we loved the conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed recording. Uh, and that is pretty much everything for today. Uh, we can catch you next week for part two, or you can catch us. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be dropping that recording then. Um, yeah, and that should be everything. All right, guys, audibletrial.com slash TLHP. LucasHyde.squarespace.com. You can head over there, see my website, uh, and that's everything. All right, guys, you're the best. Peace. <laughs>